0: welcome to liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go what's up you lockdowners clint russell back in the building you know who i got today he's a fucking sandwich making extraordinaire the king of the cocks the biggest the cock of the walk Tiktoks, tocks big I'm sorry, i can't keep rhyming robbie what's up brother?
1: Pleasure to be here, and I just want to say up front that I'm a pro kids, but anti pedophile. I feel like <laughs> I'm on the Clint Show, and you got to make these type of positions clear up front. So I don't know where this conversation is going to go. So I just thought, right up front, I want to let everyone know I don't <laughs> enjoy pedophilia in any fact. Oh action. my god! I'm the anti pedophile. Uh, the I'm actually going to start the anti pedophile like the anti racist type thing. I'm the anti pedophiles. Add that to my list. COVID Jesus. Uh, <laughs> AIDS enthusiasts, but anti pedophiles.
0: Holy shit! This is too funny. For people that don't understand the context, they're gonna be like, "This is a bizarre bit." I will explain. Well, uh, by they, the way,
1: just looking at your face, they would know where I'm coming from. <laughs> they would get. They would get why Fuck you would need clarification you, buddy. before you come uh, on here.
0: <laughs> Robbie the Fire is the host of Run Your Mouth podcast. Make sure you subscribe. I'm gonna plug him because I'm nice, even though he's being a complete son of a bitch to me right now. <laughs> um, so the 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 drama mill of of the week of the month has been Miss Eliza blue and uh, her backstory, whether or not it's valid or true, anything like that. Long story short. I don't like to right. dig
1: into people's trauma. I feel that that's rude, Clint. I feel like if uh, <laughs> people come forward with a story that includes an element of trauma, you just have to uh, acknowledge all that there might be trauma. And yeah. you just have to say, I'm sure that's true. So well, I, I literally,
0: that's what I did, Robbie. I, I right. took her at face value. And now uh, it may be backfiring in my face because uh, it's it's too, it's so ironic too. I had Thaddeus Russell, this was July of 21. This is a long time ago. That's a year and a half ago. I had Thaddeus Russell on because he had had on Stephen Kirshner, who's some professor who said some wild shit about of consent. And then he tweeted out some stuff, basically like not backing away from Kirshner's opinions. And then he got dragged by our entire community. Thaddeus reaches out to me. He says, hey, no one will talk to me. Are you open to it? I said, look, I'll do it, but I'm going to bring in, the top you know human trafficking expert (laughs) that i know eliza blue so i have her come on so i have these two people in um uh, you know immersed in controversy allegedly there to clash with one another and now there has been a clip pulled from that episode that is you know circulating the internet uh i think it's out of context and i think it's, it's pretty unfair the framing that they're they're giving to it but this is the name of the game so i will be on with chrissy mayer ...later tonight to try and explain explain my side of the story. I got fucking dragged into this shit. I had no interest in doing it, but that's the story. So, there you go.
1: What do you think, Robbie? Right. How should I handle it? Um, Well, <laughs> just to lay out some of the cards here. Thaddeus, brilliant guy. I, I mm-hmm. listened to um two kind of lectures from him. And I actually didn't listen. It, I, I just saw, like, the stuff circulating. I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't even know his whole opinion. I don't know Blue's whole black backstory... I know that I've seen her on speaking conventions talking like it seems like she's been a uh, vocal critic of Twitter allowing or being a platform for um, child abuse. And so it seems like a noble cause. It's a great cause. I don't really understand. There's some things that like float across my screen and I'm just like, I don't want to look into or have an opinion on that. And so this was one of them. I don't need. To, I don't need to look into Eliza Blue and whether or not Dude. she needs to be unseated from her noble position of the uh, anti-abuse. You know, it seems like I, a good cause. I don't know. I, I, I could I, not. I odd. could not agree
0: more. Uh, the, yeah. the the whole issue, though, and the reason that there's the only reason that I have any concerns about this whatsoever is it's that
1: you are a pedophile, and so you don't want to actually be <laughs> grouped in and have people looking into your lifestyle choices. <laughs>
0: no that's not why um the reason i'm i'm I'm, like have any concerns at all is because there was a video that she was allegedly paid for that's you know she's not naked or anything it's like a music video type deal uh that was on world star hip-hop and she there's videos of her saying you know i was proud to do it and this was a great you know launching pad for whatever the next phase of her life was going to be and blah 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 and then some people like posted screenshots of it, like high-profile YouTubers, whatever that means. So, like nobodies, uh, they they were they were posting screenshots from that video, which was on YouTube for like seven or eight years, and she somehow got these people uh, suspended. And and that that is the only thing that runs afoul of my uh, principles, which is you know free speech and censorship. And and if if it's true that Eliza is actually using her relationship to Elon Musk to try and censor you know, people that are, are bringing up her past that's fucked up. Um, other than that, like I love the work she was doing and, and I love her as a person. I've hung out with her at many events. I think she's awesome. So this is going to be a very awkward, shitty position for me to be in because I don't really even want to question her backstory. I don't really care about it. To be honest, as long as the work she's doing now is on the up and up, like fucking more power to you. Um, Anyways, I know you didn't want to talk about it, so let's not.
1: Let's talk. About- I, I, I just there's so many things I know so much about. I could pretend to know a lot about this. No. I could hop in and make fun of sexual assault victims and <laughs> come up a file I'll change positions if that's what you're looking for. But no,
0: that would make me look better. I'd appreciate it. <laughs>
1: I'll just be uh, honest and say upfront, I know nothing about this. That's totally fair, man. And and honestly,
0: I wish I knew nothing about it. At these like uh, the the YouTubers that that make their names off this shit. Like God bless them. Do your own thing. I'm not one of y'all. Like, I don't want that shit. I really don't enjoy it. I think that it's like, it's short lived. It's kind of empty. It's like a really empty existence to try and like make your name off of destroying other people. I don't like to do it at all. And the fact that like I'm now being dragged into this shit somehow is fucking really insulting and irritating. But setting that aside, the fucking declaration of health emergency is ending mid May, Joe Biden
1: yesterday. Well, that's when that, the emergency ends. They can uh, predict emergencies.
0: Yeah. Just uh, what's that? Four months from now, just randomly. We know that it's going to be OK by then. But today couldn't even consider it. Uh, so that the one thing that makes it kind of symbolic, though, is that it, that'll be three years from or, or close to three years, a little bit past three years, actually, of the original declaration that was signed under Trump. I'm just curious if you think that there's like why like if you're going to keep it going this long i don't i don't feel like covid's been an issue for the us for a very long time to be honest but maybe that's just cuz i live in florida uh where you live as it felt as if it's ended a long time ago too or no
1: yeah no uh, covid's been a uh, long Finished for everyone except for psychopaths who are still committed to their own personal misery, uh, in honor of you know, I guess pretending like the government actually has good information. Uh, no, I did you see there was a video of Biden, uh, looking as demented out as ever, and he walks up to the reporters, grabs a hold of their hand that's holding an umbrella. Um, I I think he thought it was the microphone, um, and then he starts talking, but he says basically the COVID emergency is going to continue until the Supreme Court uh, says that it's no longer emergency, and we're hoping to finish our agenda in that time. I might not have the direct quote, but I believe. Do you do you run with the producer? Or you just you just do this thing yourself. No solo. Oh, okay. Otherwise, um, but it was uh, it couldn't. It w- it wasn't clear if like he was referencing the Supreme Court. Uh, I guess getting rid of like the emergency status for COVID because he was just confused and that has nothing to do with the Supreme court or if perhaps behind the scenes um, there is some legislation vaccine rollouts, boosters, or some sort of things that they're looking to, um, you know, unwind before they uh, officially get rid of the policy or, there, or there's actually a court case coming up in the Supreme court that they think, they might lose, and so sometimes what they do is they'll get rid of a law before it goes to the Supreme Court, so they yep. don't actually—they um, don't want the legal precedent. Yeah, they don't want the legal precedent. I think in New York they did something similar with—I um, I forget what the specific gun law was—but uh, yeah, they would rather not have the legal precedent because then they might be able to find a new way to weasel. Yep. Um, so they—they've done this before. They even did it with. Uh, I think it was when the CDC was doing the house um, was basically saying you couldn't do evictions.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah.
1: They, I think they unwound that. like. They're, like, month- they're like, we were just kidding. <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah. uh, option option one is that they, uh, they don't want to lose some sort of an emergency authorization type thing
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: Supreme Court. And like they knew that there was some sort of a case that might have been brewing. Uh, option two they just need a couple more months of emergency authorization for like some sort of a new vaccine rollout booster or otherwise option three. And um, is that people who are a part of the vaccine and response have data that we don't have of the storyline changing um, and that maybe they're predicting some sort of a ramping up in terms of actual uh, health side effects that are going to become so apparent that like they have to uh be done with like the entire like it was a little bit weird to me when that new zealand lady resigned i'm like what is this what does that lady know that we don't yeah that's uh, uh Jacinda,
0: Jacinda ardern i believe I,
1: i've steered away from any claims of like my argument against the vaccine was not even really the vaccine it was more the mandates are stupid we right. need to work. We can't afford to shut down. This is just a, a, a new version of socialism that is that is like a dangerous precedent. And then it, as far as the vaccine was concerned, it was there's little, little evidence of the utility. So this is a dumb decision to take it. But I never made any claims of like knowing that there would be side effects. And I still don't want to like – I still don't. You know, there's no reason to say, hey, I think there's going to be like massive problems. But like – I'm just saying, if if you're if you're speculating as to why they That's might be getting policy changes, it could be that they're working with information like we already know. Fauci stepping down, there was another high-ranking official, um, like who was working on the COVID response policy that stepped down. Uh, Walensky's still there, but that would be a red flag if she also is like resigning from her post. So, yeah. if you're just laying out the cards, that is definitely um, a reason. No, know. I think uh, those
0: are great. I'll, Ooh, I'll throw. I'll throw a. Fourth. i will throw i will throw got one more. I got okay, one well, more. You, okay, go go you go first. Uh, right, you go first. All right. All right. I'll go four. You go five. If if, okay. if we don't duplicate, uh, fourth option, uh, it's just politically a better look for the next presidential. Yeah, that's what I was run. thinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think that's the most benign answer. Is that they're like, look, we get to now run on we ended COVID and hooray for us and you should vote for us because Trump is responsible for COVID and we're the ones that solved everything even though the world's fucked up <laughs> i think that's a, a fair idea
1: yeah no i think that's a definite possibility they don't want to be going into the next election cycle with conversation that there's still a health emergency and right. having to defend why there's a non-existent health emergency let's
0: let's try and theorize a little bit as to why Jacinda darn would have stepped down because as far as i understand and uh, this is tough because neither of us know fucking new zealand politics for shit but, right uh i know she wasn't tremendously unpopular which, you know, is astonishing because she's a fucking nightmare of a human being. Um, it, it makes me wonder if, like, these people, like, if the, whoever actually runs them, like, a lot of people think that Hasinda is either a World Economic Forum pawn or CCP pawn. Um, it makes me wonder if, like, though their overlords are just saying, hey, uh, you know, we tried to go this route, you're politically DOA moving forward for our causes.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. I, just a the thesis that I have. I have no idea if it's true. Any other ideas?
1: No. So you're basically saying that they they tried to use this health scare to push us towards, like, the digital currency and health passports. Right. They didn't quite get it done. And now any of the pawns that they had on the chessboard to try and sell this or damage goods and right. are not going to be good at selling the next one. And so they're starting to recall those pawns.
0: That's what it looks like to me, man. Because uh, I like. I think Trudeau will probably be out in the next right. s- shortly. I don't know what their fucking terms are. But right. Uh, I, I could see some of the worst actors, like especially you had Boris Johnson that went. Then you had the, his replacement that came and went. You have right. Richie Sunak, who's now in there. And I, I feel like that dude is like clearly World Economic Forum cloth. Right, uh, and then I could just see like them doing the same thing in Canada, doing the same thing in New Zealand, and probably Australia because uh, Dan Andrews, I have no idea what his fate is. I don't know. It's just like I, I am, I am deep in the conspiracy <laughs> thesis at this point. I,
1: I think there's uh, two more things that happen. Uh, one is, and I think this happened with Jen Psaki. I think lying on a daily basis like that is an exhausting job, and yeah. sometimes if there's an opportunity to cash in. Like, you're, you're, you're basically, you're like, you're the mouthpiece for a Ponzi scheme at all time. <laughs> right. And you're aware of all the things you're lying about that might come to light. So yeah. if there's an opportunity to jump off that ship and just use that credibility from being the government mouthpiece and get some, like, well-paying job, um, at some point, you do want to exchange the power for money. Like, yep. when, you're in, when you're in the government position, you have power, which is the game that most of these people are playing. And then at some point, you leave, and then you exchange the power for money. So yep. it, it kind of always is like a, a, a thing, an equation in their head of like, when do I want to make this exchange? So there's a possibility that like, she really ran with things that like, she had to sell things that were uh, like a little bit above her, even, even her demonic conscience. Like she didn't <laughs> like it. And she's like, fucking I'm out. I'm, I'm taking the payday. Dude, or, it's
0: possible. Yeah.
1: Or she knows that there's information coming in the next three months that mm. she does not want to be in that position anymore because as long as, like, you're already out of the game, people sometimes are less outraged because, like, they don't feel like they need to hang your head because right. you're already out. You've already, already retired gone. yourself. You went your own uh, way. Dude,
0: that's a great that's a great thesis. And and let me tell you, if you're looking at the actuarial tables when it comes to insurance, like life I put insurance. put that one
1: at 10%, claims. if even, maybe 5%. It's the no. most interesting one, but I wouldn't put a huge percentage on I, it. I, yeah, I'm
0: not saying it's probable, but I'm just saying that thesis... Is not empty, like there is a real chance that that's what's happening. And the the reason that that my conspiracy theory radar went completely ballistic is that when she stepped down, one, it was out of the blue, two, both Biden and Trudeau and a handful of other, you know, wef cultivated elites sent out these like glowing tweets about her, just saying, like. You know, you were so courageous in the face of this, you know, the scourge of COVID and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, this lady's a fucking tyrant lunatic. She's probably the worst woman on earth, like literally. And and you guys are blowing her on her way out of office. Like, why? Why is this happening? And it just tells me that like, she she played ball. She went along with the script and the script was, you step down, we take care of you. You don't step down, we destroy you. That's my read.
1: Could be. Hey, we're, we're just bullshitting, you know, yeah. anyone's guess. Hey,
0: you know we are just bullshitting, but I bet you we're closer to the truth than anybody <laughs> on news telling you about it. That's probably uh, true. <laughs> um, so the the other thing that I think is actually good news, and I'm surprised by it, is that Biden came out today, or maybe it was yesterday, and he announced that uh, that they would not send F-18s to Ukraine. And eh. I mean, oh, huh? Eh? No, not not good news.
1: No, it that that to me is like. Um... We're playing a game where we just keep inching closer and closer, so we're just not ready to do that yet. The fact that he's saying (laughs) we're not going to do that now doesn't mean much. I mean, the stupidity of the game that we're playing uh, where it's like, hey, we're not at war with you. And you can't attack these ships with the machinery that is going to be going to fight you until it gets across the line. And then once it's across this magical line and it's in action by those people and not us, well, then you can do it and we're not at war. This, isn't, this is not This a ridiculously silly game as to what those tanks are going to even accomplish other than maybe Ukraine feels like it's symbolic of the American support behind them so they're able to keep their their people fighting. Mm -hmm. Or maybe literally the defense contractors in the Pentagon needs these tanks off the books so that they can order new equipment. Mm -hmm. Like, they just have to get rid of supplies. I don't know why we're getting involved with the tank stuff. It's also fucking getting worse that now Israel's attacking Iran to get equipment out of this. Like, it it seems like we're just marching slowly towards bigger escalations for no reason whatsoever. Uh, and so Biden going, Well, we're not sending this is a dumb game that we're playing of, Hey, we're not fighting you. We're just training their soldiers, uh, giving them guidance on where to attack and giving them equipment, but we're not in a fight with you. So, you're also I mean?
0: funding the, their entire government for the record,
1: right? So, <laughs> it, this is just all the same fucking nonsense. Well, we're not going to be giving them planes. All right, now we're not giving them planes, right? Six months from now, I, I'd be, I'd almost be surprised if we aren't. Like, this is just a stupid fucking game that we're playing
0: bro i i'm i'm with you on that full analysis uh, what it reminds me of is elementary school or like if you have a little brother like the i'm not touching you game yeah i'm not, you not touching
1: you i'm not touching you yeah, yeah dude. Like, that's
0: like we're just keeping our fucking finger like 1 inch away from putin's forehead and going like what are you going to do what are you going right. to do and like and if he if he punches back well then it's on you know and it's like that's terrible like we we, we all have nuclear arsenals have you fucking lost your minds you're playing right. i'm not touching you with Fucking hundreds of nuclear weapons. Uh, I don't understand it, and like I, I agree with you that I think it, it is probably, in part, about military industrial complex dumping their their old reserves. But the reality is, those tanks that they're sending are being built. They're not even going to arrive for six months, um, from what I've read. And it's like this isn't just about you know using up old inventory. Like we are, we're really depleting ourselves militarily. To, to go and fight this proxy war against Russia and yet you still have this framing as if China is this really imminent threat that's uh, you know bound to take over the world if we don't fucking fight back and which I don't buy that thesis at all for the record but that's that's a, a simultaneous you know theme that they're pushing well if that's the case then why are we weakening, weakening ourselves militarily as this other you know rising dragon in the east happens um i i honestly like i'm just flummoxed like i don't i don't know I would, how to read any of this
1: i would assume that those tanks are irrelevant for a fight with china we're not going into china with tanks That's that, true. That, i mean we're not fighting a land war with china here or there that just means i would i i don't know i'm not like a military stra- strategist yeah, but strategist. i don't understand how two nuclear powers Fight with each other without just nuking each other. Like so, what they're going to shake hands on that rule? It's like a UFC fight—you don't kick each other in the balls. But (laughs) who's the ref? Are we bringing aliens down here to have a referee in this fight? That's a great point. And then if you're already like, so now if you're already saying, okay, so we're not going to use the nukes, but everything else is on the table. Then why don't we just have a boxing match between their finest and our finest and settle it that way? Why do we got to? Why do we got to throw all the death at it? Like, good
0: question. Today's episode is once again brought to you by Rag Proper, greatest box i have ever seen for any product and the greatest product within i might add if you need a flask which if you're a man you do you a sissy get a goddamn flask i'm so sick of everyone with their their little seltzer drinks drink whiskey if you're gonna do it do it right do it in a rag proper for the love of god man and uh yeah stainless steel lids silicon lid liners And some uh, sneaky plastic lids, they say. This is the double box. You can also buy a single one. All you got to do is go over to ragproper.com. C-R-10. Get yourself 10% off. Get it for yourself. Get it for your alcoholic uncle. Get it for your father for Father's Day. Get one today. They don't cost much. And you get to support my show as well as an incredible entrepreneur in our great U.S. of A. Get on it. Ragproper.com. That's R-A-G-P-R-O-P-E-R dot com. Promo code C R ten for 10% off. Enjoy your beverage. So Good question.
1: I don't also you might want to check up on uh the tank thing because I'm pretty sure I saw pictures today of them loading a boat with some. So I I from what I understand, we're not building new tanks. I think we're sending okay. inventory, but I I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. The thing about Ukraine is uh, there's a different game being played here that no one's telling us about, which is uh, either it's just the world's dumbest idiots thinking they're going to bleed Russia dry while also bleeding us dry. That makes no sense. Uh, Or you've got the global elites actually do launder money through Ukraine, and it's an important asset to them, even though it means nothing to us. Or the global elites really didn't like that Nord Stream 2 pipeline and the fact that Russia might actually be able to trade freely with Germany and so they needed some sort of a reason to take out that pipeline and make sure that it never became active. Or maybe the Ukrainian biolab thing is actually legit and Putin has a winning winning ace that he thinks that if he can actually get the evidence of the fact that the U.S. is like, I mean, like absolute evidence that the U.S. is like actually the evil empire, uh, mm-hmm. maybe the American public would kind of turn on our government and force them to clean up their imperialist act. but. That that once again, that's a fucking long shot. I don't know yeah, how. I don't know how true that one story is. Uh, no, he's he's
0: going to find out the hard way that you cannot inform the American public of the truth ever. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Putin, uh, not going to happen. Do you think I, the mile lab see...
1: shit is uh is true? It's it's an interesting story.
0: It is interesting, and I, I actually had Laura Logan on my show a year ago, almost to the day, where she kind of broke that news, and right. I was like, it was the first time I had heard it, <clears throat> and. And I've looked into it since. And, uh, you know, Victoria Nuland com- confirmed it on Capitol Hill when when she said that there's there's bio labs. They left out the weapon part, obviously. Right. Um, but there are bio labs there and they are under American purview. And and I think that it's fair to assume there was probably some gain of function research happening there. Now, does that step into the line of it being, you know, actually creating weapons? I don't know. And And, you know, who like, honestly, if Putin came out and said it, which they did yesterday on Twitter, like they came out and said right. that they had found all this shit. And I was like, I have no idea if that's fucking true. I just don't right. know. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> so all right. So let, let me just add to that. Like yeah. what all those options that you laid out, <clears throat> I think that many of them are potentially like they're not mutually exclusive. Like you could have right. four of those five things that you said could all be part of the reason that it's happening. Um what I don't understand is the end game uh, because I, I genuinely believe that Putin and his, you know, the higher ups in Russia will not accept failure in Ukraine. So like, just assume that that's the case and assume that the, the West or the World Economic Forum or whoever knows that. But they're still, they, they're like, they're down to weaken Russia. They just want to make it harder for them to win. But ultimately they realize like, yeah, Russia's going to win. Okay. What is the, the exit strategy at that point? Because it, it seems right. like they can't accept that and save face.
1: I think it's the I, I think it's actually the opposite, which oh, they, is,
0: they think that he's they're going to. You know, no, no, I'll tell you. I I
1: I got I got two theories on this, and this is okay. one theory that actually gives our elite some credit. Not saying that this is a long term winning strategy, but um, I think it could be. We're making opposing the West very costly, and it's a possibility that Putin's actually dying of cancer, and so what uh, we've done is make it made it very costly for the oligarchs of Russia to put another anti-West person in charge. So now if mm. like if Putin dies, it's likely that the oligarchs will put someone in that's like a better friend to us just so that they can like secure their profits. If you're okay. an oligarch, what do you want? You, you, you want basically the government's gonna protect you. They're gonna let you have your critical industry. You're gonna be able to cash your checks and you don't have to work. That's right. what you want, right? right. And of so course. we just made it extremely costly. Now Putin I think is too powerful for like whoever his like winning coalition, I don't think they're flipping him. I don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. But I do think when he dies and they got to like pick the next person, it <clears throat> might go in a very different direction because they're like, hey, this whole not playing ball with the West thing, it didn't work out too well for us. That's option 1. Yeah. Yeah. Option 2 is you look at like World Economic Forum and you look at what they're trying to do with digital currencies. Uh it could be that they really do want to splinter the world. And so they're looking to have, like, basically maybe India, China, Russia, Iran, like, on one side, uh, U.S., Europe on the other side, and go, hey, you're lucky that we're here because we're protecting you from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're lucky that we're instituting these green energy initiatives and uh, bug food supply because, <laughs> guess what, there, there isn't other food available. So it it could be that we're actually uh, uh, purposely kind of fracturing and, you know, moving away from, like, trading with those regions.
0: As as you and I have done this entire episode, I'm going to throw an option C out there. All right. I I think that there's a distinct possibility that they realize that the the global debt system is coming to an end. Like, there's going to be implosions that they can't print their way out of. And they're ultimately realizing, like, hey... We have to shift to a central bank digital currency. If not every nation is on board, that presents a terrible, terrible issue for us because if Russia goes sound money and, and we're just going like confetti money, well, right. we're in serious fucking trouble because then other people can see like, Oh, this is not a universal phenomenon. This is like, this is because of the central banking. Um, I think that they can't have that. I think that they need the lockstep basically from all nations, um, to, to go that route. And, 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 because almost every nation and almost every central bank has behaved in such a lunatic fashion that they're basically all kind of like cool with it. They're like, yeah, you're right. Like shit is going to blow up and we would rather not be dragged out in the streets by the poor as they're starving to death. Um, So let's uh, let's find, you know, an external enemy that we can all focus on. And Russia didn't want to play ball with our, our grand plan. So like they're the guys. They're the ones that have to go. And, and we control the media and we control the internet censorship protocol. So we're going to be able to to convince the masses that, that our bullshit narrative is true. And, like, I, I call me a criminal mastermind, but I feel like that thesis is reasonable. I don't know.
1: I think that's kind of what I'm describing with the World Economic Forum um, okay. and, like, ESG and the green energy shit is that they see right. that they have to, like, it's kind of like when the Soviet Union fell apart and now you got certain people that just took over certain industries and they're the oligarchs mm-hmm. i think we could be coming towards a collapsing system and so like they're trying to lock down critical infrastructure so that in whatever mm. the next system is they control certain industries to ensure their wealth and like that you know that there's still royalty right right um no, and now th- there's one more option okay lincoln and these other people are just really fucking stupid <laughs> i think that's sometimes too really stupid <laughs>
0: I really do think that sometimes I'm like, I'm like, is it possible that they don't know that the dollar is going to die at some point? Like, is it possible that they think that modern monetary theory, like, are they drinking their own Kool-Aid? Have they lost their fucking minds? Have they, are they completely detached from reality? Cause, cause I had the same questions when it comes to the COVID hysteria and the mandates. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people want to just put it on like, Oh, big pharma greed, big pharma greed. It's just about greed, 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 greed. I'm like, look, these motherfuckers have access to the printing presses. They could fucking print seven trillion dollars and they did over 2020 alone. Do you really think that for a couple hundred billion dollars, that's that's enough to fuck up the entire system? Like I just don't buy it. Like there has to be it's either so, serious game right. plan or it is ran by retards. That's it.
1: Those are the options. So look almost look at it this way. I, I and and I'm 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 first thinking of this thought, but it's like when you got siblings and parents and sometimes one sibling's able to get more attention or more resources. They get the parents to spend money on their vacation or whatever, right. like whatever the fuck it is. And you're sitting around, and you're like, wait, my parents just bought the, my sister a car. What the fuck? How did she get a car? And that's just like the nature of siblings. If you can capture their attention, I mean, if you can capture like your parents or your grandparents' attention, you might get something that your siblings don't. So it could kind of be like, yeah, and it, like. The government as a whole, yes, they can just print money. But if they're printing money, it's going to some elite bankers. It's not going to the pharmaceutical industry. So the pharmaceutical industry, you got the like, and there's a bunch of industries. You got the pharmaceutical industry, you got the military industrial complex, you got the banking industry, and I'm sure there's others that aren't that major. So it's like they're all like kind of the like the childs of the government, and True. at different junctures of time, they're able to run different schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah like yeah. in this case, like big pharma ran what would typically be a military industrial complex scheme of, Hey, let's go have a war <laughs> and let's spend a lot of money in our war. Oh, and that's
0: so, a, that's a great framing on that. I love yeah, that. So
1: big, like big farmers looking at it and going, Oh, look at the profits that can be made if we can successfully like, and, and it's not like they really even sit down and think like, it's not that planned. It's more, they end up with an opportunity where like just people's people, like people's like interests just kind of collide. Donald Trump looks at the situation. He wants to have a storyline to get us out of the pandemic. And so he goes, oh, we've got these vaccines. The pharma industry jumps on and goes, oh, look, we've got an opportunity here for profits. And so here's what we need from you, government. We just need you to actually make this happen quickly and give us immunity. So now both of their interests are aligned, right? Mm -hmm. Now it comes through and the Democrats are looking at it. And you got fucking NIH. You got Fauci. I'm sure he's aligned with big pharma. Big Pharma gives him their marching orders of, hey, we're full press on this thing. And now all of a sudden he changes storylines. He's dictating grants to everybody. So no one gets to criticize him that works within the industry. That's it's like everyone fact. gets for top-down marching orders and they realize, oh, if I'm outside of the system, it's not just, it." by the way, it's not just the Gary train's over. I don't have my medical license. I'm a doctor and I practice here. I might not have a medical license. Oh, yep. the the hospital I work at might not let me work here anymore. It's like everybody's got a little sli- slice of pie. And yep. that's the problem with centralized government and top-down orders. So it's like everyone's just got to fucking fall in line.
0: Oh, dude, you, you, I think you nailed it 80%. Here's, here's the wrench in your thesis. Okay. What about Moderna's patent on COVID from 2016 on the vaccine? Like there's some fucking some well, it was, code it
1: was made in conjunction with the NIH the moderna oh. vaccine was uh moderna actually NIH sur- sued moderna for like not uh, they didn't feel that they were being paid pop proper royalties on this vaccine
0: yeah bro so this is my whole point though is that right. I think this I think that that's as good a, good a evidence as exists that we're aware of so far that there's a smoking gun connection between DoD, Research that was probably being done illegally, and and the inception point to COVID, and then the response therein that has been laid out in the year prior. I forget the name of the tabletop exercise, but you you know what I'm saying. Like like there is there's just something more to that. And then the fact that they like if if it is all just organic and everyone's just following their own financial interests and power interests, which is a fair thesis, then why do you cover up the origin story from the Wuhan Institute of Virology so fiercely? And they did that early. And we have the well, emails because, where...
1: Because our government should not be engaged in bioweapons research with China. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah. You, know, you got to understand, Gain of fun- like to me, gain-of-function is no different than, like, if Iran's working on nuclear development and they're saying, hey, it's just for energy, yeah, it could be just for energy, but then right. you can also get to a point where the information that you have is very easily converted into a weapons program. I think this is actually a-
0: way more dangerous for the record, but go right. ahead.
1: I'm not an expert on Iran. I'm not saying that this is like an exact one-to-one ratio. I can just understand that certain scientific research is not just within that field, especially like when you're talking about like weaponry. So when it Mm -hmm. comes to like bio-research, and I don't understand the way bioweapons work, but I would assume that whatever information you're coming up with for like military bio-research in any capacity probably also translates to information for weaponry. And so the idea that you're working with the CCP, all right, it's just the scientists. Well, that's fucking retarded. You yeah, think, of course. There, there's nothing that's going on in China without like the CCP can I'm hold sure on. show up at any moment and grab or whatever information or conversion on that lab that they need.
0: Robbie, so, Robbie, you know, hold yes. on, hold on. This is a this is, I think, their only level four bioweapons facility in China. If you
1: think that yeah, the that's CCP, supposedly the enemy, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you think the CCP doesn't have every fucking idea of what's occurring in that lab you're out of your goddamn mind and you know the the reason that i that my red flag conspiracy theory radar goes off though is because this there was a ban on this type of research under i believe it was the obama administration or no maybe it was george bush and then obama undid it I, i whatever the chronology doesn't matter because as we all know it's a fucking duopoly and it doesn't matter um but there was a ban on this fucking research because they were like hey this is crazy. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? And then they say, okay, no more of that. And then Fauci himself undoes it. He basically gets it so that he can have this workaround Avenue where he funds through, I think it's NIAID through NIH, through EcoHealth health, through Dazac into the fucking Wuhan Institute of Virology. And, and then they're, they're doing this research there that ultimately, as far as I'm concerned, this is, this is the other reason that makes me think that this was like, like a plot perhaps is that, right. They they then respond instantly. Keep in mind, instantly their response to this is to lock down the world. They have never done that ever. So that tells me they knew that this was a fucking bioweapon. That's, that's the only read I can have on it because otherwise it makes no fucking sense at all. So if that's the case, if they knew it was a bioweapon and they had the lockdown protocols that were ready to roll out... And they also had the research that went into this, uh, to the vaccines that was happening five years before the pandemic. There's some fuckery afoot, man. Like mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, I know, I know you get right. into Alex Jones territory when you start to make conclusions based off of these disparate data points, but like there's enough there that it makes me say this is more probable than the thesis that they're running with.
1: Right. Well, what I don't understand is um, if you were to engage in gain of function research, why don't you just have the North Pole Antarctica lab? I don't understand why you'd be doing that near populations
0: at all. Have you have you ever seen it?
1: The movie it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's
0: the 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 premise of no. it is like. Wait, is that it. the clown movie? Oh no, not it. My bad. It's uh the thing. I think.
1: Yeah, like the the goop comes back from Antarctica. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. And they're like, and they're that like movie, this that is
1: that movie. That movie doesn't really have an. Oh, I'm thinking the Blob.
0: No, no, no. There, there's one that exists. Oh, fuck it. Forget the name of the movie. Okay. It's just there's a, there's a movie that I saw that was like exactly this premise. That they're like, we're gonna do this really dangerous research yeah. and, in and space. Our... What's that?
1: Are you doing in space? Oh yeah, something. But then hey, it always gets back to us. Done there's done another done movie done. where that happens yeah. in space too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course that is every movie. But the, yeah. the, the point I'm just making is like, um, I don't understand the the risk reward of gain of function research from everything I hear doesn't make a ton of sense because it seems like viruses, when they mutate, they become less deadly uh, as they become more transmissible. Yeah. Gain of function is 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 the premise of, well, what happens if it turned out to be more transmissible and more deadly? So why don't we get ahead of that and start trying to figure out cures? As far as I understand, that's the claim is, hey, we can get ahead of what could be freakish mutations. But then it's that, like that
0: is their claim.
1: Well, what are the odds of freakish mutations versus, like, of if that's never happened in nature, like, what are the odds that such an occurrence would happen, right? Pretty low. And then, what are the odds of you guys fucking up and then leaking something that would never have happened? Pretty high. It seems to me like, <laughs> maybe this isn't a good idea. Seems like the ordered, risk-reward
0: is way fucked up, to be yeah.
1: honest. Yeah, and, like, if you do think that there's something to be gained from it, but that it's highly dangerous and the, what makes it dangerous is that you're creating things for the for the uh based on the fact that there could be transmissibility don't do it again like next to populated areas go to the fucking middle of nowhere yeah it's a hard desert look this is why i can't decide this is
0: why i can't decide if it's a plot or if these people are literally insane idiots because like right. it doesn't like there's it's got to be one or the other and, and it's hard for me to imagine that they're criminal masterminds because these people are fucking idiots on a lot of things. So it's like, I don't know, man, but there's then you got to keep in mind like there are some power brokers that kind of like, you know, the puppet masters uh, that that really do run shit that are you know regardless of who wins the election, they seem to always come out ahead and you're like, all right, these people aren't dumb. Like these people really know the inner workings of this shit and like they're the ones that I'm concerned about being like, okay, if it was game planned, It was probably game plan at the highest level. And I don't even know what the highest level is. Like, I don't know who or what organization that is. I don't think it's really the World Economic Forum. I think it might be a handful of players that participate there. Um, It's just, I don't know, man. Then I get into, like, way deep conspiracy theory territory. And I'm like, I don't want to start talking about fucking Illuminati, man. I don't want to do this. Right. (laughs) So, I don't know. I, I, I guess the reason I'm talking to you about it is I'm like,
1: Robbie knows. Robbie knows the answer. <laughs> Do you not know it? <laughs> uh, sadly, when I visit the, uh, the, the, weather machine, they don't talk about these places, So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not privy to this stuff. See, well, that's what pisses me off is that people always go the, the Jewish route.
0: And I really right. don't think that's the answer. And it, and it pisses me off that like Kanye is like obsessing over that. I'm like, no, I, I strongly disagree. I really don't think that's what the answer is. Um, but then, you know, who knows? Anyways, man, uh. What's, uh, what's
1: the latest with the uh, Porch Tour? Are you doing that again this year? Uh, we shall see. So I, I will definitely... We got to see. Uh, luckily, Dave's uh, touring this year. We're doing about two dates a month. So I'm really waiting to get that full schedule and see what cities we aren't hitting and then start lining up some Porch Tour dates. We will certainly do... Dude, Porch Tour is the fucking greatest. So th- there will definitely be some Porch Tour activities. But the the variables on the table right now are uh one, do I have new material to hit the markets that I did last year? Right. That, that that's a big variable, let me tell you. <laughs> um <laughs> how, two, much stage time,
0: how much stage time do you get per week?
1: Well, at the moment I'm really not getting up in New York City at all. So it's like basically it, it it's a function of how much of my own like right, shows I'm show. producing. Sure. So um it, like there were weekends last year where i did like f- there were a handful of weekends where i did like five cities in a row so then i was doing like five hours over the course of a weekend um mm-hmm. but
0: we live in strange times and confidence in healthcare is at an all-time low doctors are now less trusted than mechanics and rightfully so how do you know who is right and who is knucking futz the best way is to read pharmacoconuts It has been a long and ugly show watching the system's demise, patients now nothing but a pincushion to monetize, in a world where everything can make you sick, reading Pharmacoconuts to protect yourself is the trick. Pharmacoconuts.com is a family operation. Two brothers, one a pharmacist and the other an artist, strive to bring you informative and entertaining articles about the current sad state of health and medicine and how you can survive and thrive despite it. This is their very first advertisement campaign, and they are proud to be supporting the Liberty Lockdown community. Show them that same pride in return by checking out pharmacoconuts.com for lots of great articles and sign up for the Substack. PharmaCoconuts, the most trusted nuts in news. That's P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T-S dot com. Let's get back into the show. Well, like what is I do a lot
1: of podcasting these days and not enough stand-up. That's the honest truth.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And that's what I was going to ask you next, actually. Like, is there, like, if there is a perfect balance, because I know, like, uh, Louis C.K., for instance, he's, he's right. you know, known for being so prolific, and he gets his shit out, like, new hour every year. It's, like, right. crazy. Sometimes even less than a year. Um, what what kind of, sta- and I know this is going to be independent to each, you know, right. comic. What is the necessary stage time to create a high-quality hour in a year, assuming that you're a really high-quality, high-level comic?
1: these are great questions. I've been doing comedy 12 years and I I wish I had like a, yeah, I I, I wish I had better answers. This is like, uh, for me, different jokes take a different journey. So Mm -hmm. like I find for myself specifically like political jokes, because I've spent so much time with run your mouth. I have Mm -hmm. like a certain structure, like, when it comes to, oh, here's an oddity with COVID, I'm going to write a joke about it. Sure. The, those, my turnaround time is not very long. Mm -hmm. Like, there's still a process. I have to like, be like, all right, I'm digging into this topic and now let me, and sometimes for me, and this is a weird process, like I kind of fact find, I did, you can guys check it out. I did a whole, uh, I've done three years now of an end of year recap. Mm -hmm. Uh, My most recent one was just put up, Um, you can find on my YouTube, Robbie the Fire, all one word. Uh, but I did, you saw a, a, a like a big chunk of it. I did a piece on like the transgender swimmer. I extended that quite a bit. My process on the extension of that was I dug into like all the trans stuff to find out like, why is it stupid? And I went in with like an open <laughs> mind. Like I really went in with an open mind to like fact find. Like, do I, do yeah, I yeah. agree with this? Do I disagree with it? And like, wh- where does the evidence kind of lie here? If I had mm-hmm. to just give you the evidence report specifically when it comes, w- well, it's one, the technology doesn't really support the decision. So it, it's kind of, uh, it, 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 it's a rough lifestyle if you're choosing to do full surgery, which I mean, top and bottom. Yeah, um, it's brutal and then, from what I've read. Yeah, From what I've read as well. So it's like, it, it, it's almost like a fantasy of, even like if you were to presume the premise that you could be born into like the wrong body, mm-hmm. um, it's still, the technology doesn't really support. It's like, almost like if I wanted to be a car, they couldn't easily attach wheels to me as legs so it might not be the best decision if we, li- like you know what i mean if we lived in a future where i could easily attach wheels for legs that might make sense i can go live as a car and that would be a great life but mm-hmm. at the moment the technology is not there so it would probably be very painful that's kind of that's kind of where these people are where it's like even if it is true that might not make for a better life and then also the data for like I, to to not like make Uh, this is where I get like this is where like uh, being in the political space fucks you up or like you're actually trying to be accurate but I would say there's no good evidence to date that children can make a good decision about the fact that they were born into the wrong gender so encouraging that without evidence strikes me as demonic like it literally strikes me like there's some evil person who's come up with an evil plan because I don't understand like there's there's no evidence to support it all it's the, the people that control far, the water, Robbie. Yeah, all the evidence thus far would be to say that most kids grow out of it. Um, so like, so like on on topics like that, what I'll do is kind of line up the facts, and then I'll build jokes around like what what I kind of think is, it, it's funny to me when people are comp- completely ignoring truth. It's so like yeah, I joke yeah, yeah, about yeah. people that are like wearing masks, or I jokes about like um like so it's like if I can find something that, like I've thought through and I know that this is truthful and everyone's ignoring it. That's mm. almost like there's, like, inherent funny there. And yep. then, like, I'll, I'll figure out the joke. So it, Not to say that those jokes are easy. I've been doing comedy 12 years. But, like, I'm a specialist when it comes to that stuff. Well, so, that, like, that... Can yeah. I
0: add one note? As a, sure. as a consumer of comedy, what makes that particularly good is that then you can say something really fucked up, but because it's based in truth, you can kind right. of get away with it.
1: Right, right. Or, like, you kind of have to force people to go, like, ah eh, shit, he's kind of right on that one.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: So, like, that I kind of have a structure for, which is, like... I find the idea and then I wake up in the morning. I I, I kind of have a philosophy, I gotta pay myself first. So it's like I try and do like a half hour of stand-up writing before anything else. And mm-hmm. I tell you, at best I find one good idea. That's it. Like at best. I mean th- on a daily basis, like, and that's why I try and do it every day. I will never find more than one good idea. Like that's that's it. Damn. And like sometimes like it just hits you and you're like, fuck yeah, that's a good one. And then other days I'm just sitting there, I find nothing. And but like that's kind of that's kind of the process. But, okay. So that's on, like on the political stuff. On the other stuff, it I, it takes getting up every night on a couple shows about the life cycle for me. On like idea to working is a month, so it's like and and the process is you kind of get up in. Let's say you got like three minutes on a particular topic. Like I got a long bit now about um my grandfather being in the hospital, right? So let's say you witness something and you you kind of have a couple angles on it. So you got like three minutes and you're just kind of talking the first time, like if it three times, you don't have anything, you kind of are done with it. Mm-hmm. But when you go up is you go up and like you test it and maybe like one thing works. Now you got like a little Island where it's like, if you just get to that, at least you got like a little bit of a laugh built in. And then you figure out how can I get to here quicker? And then you figure out how can like, I add to this, how do I get rid of this part completely? Cause it wasn't working. So I would say the life cycle of going from like not working to working is probably about a month or like thirty shows. So it's okay. like, if and and also it's like if you get up three times in the nights, so you're not making that much that many adjustments. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily as good as having a whole day to like process and edit it. Sure. But essentially, for me and everyone's everyone's different. If I got like a general story or idea from not working to like working is about a month. Now from that stage of working to like fucking murders is another year and Damn. so all right because what happens is you've got the thing and it and and i and i put it this way i know the difference between fucking murdering and right. works of course. audiences don't i'm right. telling you because i do shows sometimes and people like you were so and like i don't say anything i was like that was a bad show and they're like <laughs> i don't understand what do you mean it's like you know there's an energy to fucking murdering which is like everything's clicking and mm-hmm. now you're going bigger and bigger and you're finding new shit like yeah. that's like being in lev- the zone yeah. yeah, when you're yeah, when you're in the zone. Other times it's like you're listening and things are getting laugh, and the audience might have a great time because they don't see, they don't see the incredible shows. So if they're at a good show, they're like, "This was good." They don't know. Right. They don't like. I, I'm up on stage doing all the shows, so I know the fucking difference between like the great ones and the deep. Like I know. Um, and so what ends up happening, like over the course of a long period of time, is like if you if like you really stick with the joke is like six months later you'll find something that replaces something and now that fucking gets a huge jump and then you figure out how to sell this part of the joke and now that gets a huge jump and so it's like little pieces of the puzzle get like pulled out and like fixed and now you just got like a a working car that drives really fucking fast
0: but see you it's interesting because you have you're you're basically in two races because you have the race of like I'm going to get this joke to be killing constantly, but also, like, if it's at all topical, well, then it has an expiration date, you know? Yeah. So, like, like these two cars are, you know, both are racing next I, to each other.
1: That's a problem that I have with the way I do comedy, which is I do kind of work topical. Like, I even have... I've been working on a joke now for... And this is a function of that I, I just don't get up enough, like, on showcase shows in New York to, like, really grind it, but I've been working on a joke about... Uh, That women are dressing like too sexy in the gym. And I've been Hmm. been working on this joke for like a year. And this was one that like audiences were like put off by me talking about it. And so like I had like lines that were working. But now like I'm really finding a groove on it. But now, just this past week, this became, like, the hot topic on, like, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, 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 Where, like, a year ago, it was, like, inappropriate. Not that everyone didn't notice it, but I can tell you, I was in comedy clubs, and I had to, like, fight audiences on that it was okay for me to make this comment. Because, like, they were upset with me commenting on it. Right. Now it's, like, the whole internet's talking about it. So, over the next couple months, I assume every comic's going to have a joke on it. It's like... I'll just tell you, a year ago in New York, I was the only person with jokes on this topic, which was surprising because it's such an apparent observation. But like sure. I guess other people just didn't really want to like talk about women's bi- I don't know, whatever gay shit people goes on in other people's <laughs> fucking dumbass brains. But that happens too, where it's like if you it, it it is it's like a game of uh, trying to get a polish and also trying to like put it out while it's relevant.
0: Dude, it's tough, man. I like I think that's that's the thing that always blows me away about you know, the highest level guys is when they have something that's like, it's both topical and just incredibly cutting and killing. You know, it's like that. I think that's what, what makes Chappelle from my vantage point really special is like, you know, he's, and I think, I think there's the the advantage of being a a more edgy comic is that oftentimes if you're, if you're attacking from that angle, there's probably not a lot of other people that are also going to go down that line of thinking. So like, you can you can be working on this set about trans people for like two years before it becomes. Oh yeah, that's so
1: much true. Yeah. You know. Well, I I also always wonder, um, or at least my hope is, I feel like the wheels tend to turn, and at some point we'll go back to like edgy comedy being okay. Let's hope. I I, I forecast that. Yeah. My fear though is then everyone who's been a fucking pussy just starts like doing what I do, and oh Robbie, like, I
0: promise you that's what's gonna happen. Yes, right, but absolutely. I.
1: I I, I I guess my hope is that people go like, oh, this guy's authentically that because he was doing it when right, right, right. you couldn't really be doing it. it wasn't it. okay. But yeah, yeah, well, they exactly. do
0: it. Trust me. I know that feeling because I see a lot of people coming out going like, oh, I was so against the lockdowns. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> where were you summer 2020? Right. Because I was in the wilderness all by my lonesome with like y'all and Tom Woods and like a handful of other motherfuckers. And that was it. So – I just know that most people are full of shit because almost no one had the courage to speak out when, when the rest of us were and it's, but you know, it's just, it's life, you know, at least the good thing is about having a show that's like permanently online is like, Hey, I actually have evidence here that I'm not full of shit. And if you have been with me long enough, like the real diehards, they know what I'm about and they, they, they give me the credit for that. And I think that that's, that's about all you can ask for from your fan base if I want to call it that which I feel very awkward about saying. Right.
1: I feel like I you know I have definitely improved in my comedy over like the the last couple of years. I mean I put out like two hours with the uh uh any year recap stuff and yeah, dude, uh, doing that
0: during a pandemic fucking hardcore.
1: <laughs> and I fought to like you know put on my own shows in people's backyards and also n- the comedy I do on run your mouth is a different style right. than what I do on stage completely, but th- there's th- there's certainly people that actually Prefer the rantier style of the podcast to the more condensed jokes that I do on stage. Which I, uh, I hope I get to a point where like I'm so comfortable on stage I could I probably do something closer to the just nonsensical rants that I do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all that being said, I don't have a perfect system, and I do feel like um, uh like th- there's th- there's a level that I know I like I could be floating it on a more regular basis, which is like the end of weekends when I've done the five straight shows like and you're just sharp as fuck and so one of the goals for this year is like just being like that all the time so nice nice
0: Well, i i think if you if you commit yourself to it you'll get there man let's uh let's get out of here on this one of the comics that i have seen that has killed harder than anyone i have ever seen in person and by the way i went to the comedy store many many times and i got to watch for i don't know if you're familiar with how it works but in in hollywood there is a like a six hour show that happens on weeknights right. where it's, you get to see a hundred of the greatest comics that exist on earth all in one night. Like it's fucking right. nuts. And they all go up and do 10 or 15 minutes and then they crush. And then like, if Chappelle shows up, he'll just do three hours by himself. Right. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? This is so cool for a comic fan. Highly recommend it. Other than that, don't live in California. It's the worst possible decision you can make. Um, So, the comic that i saw that has crushed about as hard as anyone i've ever seen and people will be surprised by this because a lot of people shit on his comedy chris delia that dude killed okay. that dude okay. absolutely killed he's like his he's very physical he's got the faces all this shit he was he absolutely crushed thesis on your
1: pro pedophile so that makes <laughs> no, sense your pick.
0: no Robbie. i actually i actually do think that he's probably uh done some
1: bad things that's my honest opinion um all right thesis i'm, I'm listening i'm listening Lay no, no, no no
0: no, I, were, I don't have like oh. a conspiracy theory here. I'm just curious if, like, um, if you think that, like, is has there been enough smoking guns? I watched the documentary on YouTube. Like, I think uh, that it
1: didn't didn't dig in at all. Oh, didn't, okay. It... Didn't watch the YouTube. Nothing. I should. I, Shit, I, I th- just assume that that would be like you would jump all over that. No, I stand. I stand by this controversial opinion. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll just throw this out there. Um, I, leave, I leave justice to the hands of God, and so. <laughs> Honestly, it, it's not, it it's not for me to, like, it's not my, like, who's pro-pedophile
0: now, Robbie?
1: We, no, we all have our jobs in society, right? And, like, I mean, I criticize government uh, specifically, but, like, when it comes to, like, per- people's personal actions, like, it's kind of, I don't know, we got a legal system. And if someone did something illegal, it should be dealt with by the legal system. Sure. If someone is doing something illegal that can't be dealt with the legal, by the legal system, then we need to have a conversation about fixing the legal system. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, think that there's a problem of that, like, th- the court of public opinion actually has a bad track record of canceling people and destroying their income when there wasn't good allegate. Like, in other words, the, the court of public opinion I mean, I guess it's got a decent track record because there were some people that were being left alone by government. Uh, you got Epstein, you got Weinstein. You've got people who turned out to be criminals and the the government only looked into it and then treated them as criminals because people were demanding justice. Even like the the George Floyd thing, that cop probably would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the fact that there was footage and everyone yelling about it. So- I totally agree. You kind of can't dismiss the court of public opinion, but like also- I mean, I did not watch it. I didn't look into it, but okay. I, I personally just I like overall, it, it seems like declaring that some guy's a creep and taking away his income when the, the, when the cops aren't looking into it and it's right. not like being investigated or there isn't a legal, it just seems like a, a, a weird protocol for removing people's ability to make an income. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a structural win.
0: Well, I'll say this. One, his inc- income ain't going anywhere because Homeboy is like absolutely crushing. I still listen to his podcast. I'm still a fan of his, to be honest. I think his comedy is pretty funny, uh, even though a lot of people make fun of me for thinking he's funny. But I think he's funny, right? Uh, and I think his his podcast is fucking great. He just sits there and talks zany shit for an hour, and you're like, I don't even know how you do that, but it's it's very very high quality for a guy that just does solo shit. Um, I'll say this though, I think that the the evidence presented doesn't really show that he's like a pedophile at all what it showed to me was that he is just not a very good guy you know like he he had what appears to be dozens of women from like 18 to 24 all smoke shows by the way <laughs> good if you're going to if you're going to be a scumbag at least you know make them smoke shows uh and he's just like he's getting them to brand themselves they are basically like all they're all privy for the most part that he is a scumbag and he's he's married and he's got all these side chicks and he's basically like I'm not even exaggerating he is trying to start a cult like that that is what Christalee was doing he was trying to start a cult he he talked about it constantly he talked about it on his show which is the creepiest part he would always call his fans his babies apparently he called his girlfriends his babies and like he and he also talked about starting a cult on his show constantly and I'm like this motherfucker was just telling the truth i just thought it was humor the whole time i think that was the biggest revelation to me is like oh this motherfucker ain't joking like he thinks he's a god and he's studying a cult so i don't know i would highly recommend you check it out
1: i think it you know i don't know i sometimes i just look at the human nature aspect and that's mm. why you gotta have some sort of uh spirituality and some capacity in your life yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a power game like either you're a loser at the power game because you can't have the thing that you want right or it's given to you and you gotta push it you know what i mean he was pushing and, and, dude. and so what happens is. In, in his eyes, you know, you're not breaking the law. And so you're you're like you're winning the power game where it's like you gotta keep up in it. It's like all of a sudden all these women want to have sex with you. You don't have to be nice with to them and they'll still have sex with you. Yep. And like and, and then you end up with the issue where it's like if 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 things now I, I'm talking out of pocket. I'm gonna get myself in trouble because I don't know the specific allegations. I haven't That's read right. about them and I'm sure he's not like a good person or whatever. But a lot of times, uh, if you allow people to walk on you, and then you walk away like upset with the other person, I'm not saying that the other person should have walked all over you, but sometimes oh, right. you work on yourself and you realize, oh, I have to work on myself that I'm not in these situations. Oh yeah. And so any lady who is also not looking for a good relationship and would rather play the card of, well, I'm going to hang out with this guy because he's really wealthy, and I don't know the game in their head. Maybe they like the fact that he's funner to hang out with. Maybe they actually like that a person's not nice to them. Maybe they think it's like
0: Oh, they got lottery, their own baggage. There's a lottery
1: no ticket and something that they can win. Right. But like when you walk away from some you know what I mean? A bad boss is sometimes an opportunity to figure out, well, how do I get a good boss or be my own boss? I'm victim shaming. It. That's what I'm I trying to do. I'm trying no, to say I love that it. the I love women it, are at fault for putting themselves into this position. Look, I've said this a thousand <laughs> times. If yeah. you
0: end up in a cult, That's on you, not the cult leader. I really believe that. Like, you're an idiot. What are you doing?
1: Why did you think that this fucking God made that guy a sociopath? And so now it's, 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 he's playing out his deck of cards, which is he wants to get bozos to follow him. And now you're
0: one of the bozos. Yeah. I think if you talk a grown woman into getting your fucking brand tattooed on her body, you're the problem just as much as he is like i think that the and blame by the way is I, I know
1: is. i know that this is sick but i get the psychology of it you ready this is sick oh, I, it's only because it on. i'm a sick person that i can understand the <laughs> psychology of that guy being a sick person no they talk about like um And like the China, like China prisons, it's like a form of propaganda. They even do it like in colleges. But if they get you like to sign a declaration about something, even if it's something that you don't believe in, Mm -hmm. like people start following themselves online. People like to justify their own behavior. So if you have to do something, it's actually a Ben Franklin trick. Uh, He said, if you want to get someone to like you, you ask them to do you a favor, which is counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But once they do you a favor, then they got to start like rational. Why am I doing this guy a favor? (laughs) So like if a girl like I would never do this, this is not the way I behave in any capacity. But I guess if, like, a girl's your side piece and she's, like, riding that wave where right. she's, like, starting to, like, really love you. And I know this is real piece of shittery, but you're like, hey, listen, if you really like me, I want you to get this brand. <laughs> and they're like, I'll do anything to prove myself to you. Right. Right? And then once they get that, what, do they want to spend the rest of their life realizing that, like, they just got the brand of some guy because he's an asshole and just told them to do it? Now it's straight up Stockholm Syndrome where their um... entire life is trying to justify, why the fuck do I have this on my arm? And, like, them to reinforce that, them, like, convincing themselves to be. It's the same way people with COVID, they listen to government, and now they'll fucking, li- they need to justify where right. they were in their house for an entire year yeah. getting boosted. They, like, it's the same thing. that We shot made the yard. best decision we could at the time with the information we had. We were the good people. Right. Yeah. right. They need to figure it out. How can <laughs> they stand by their earlier behavior? So, that, I mean, that's a really sadistic way. I, I mean, you got to be really fucked up. To operate in that way, right. where, where what you're doing is you're building out your arsenal of women, and so you're capturing them at peak interest when they're most interested in you, and making them commit to the cause. That's cult leadership, dude. That's what they yeah. do. Yeah, That's it's what really, they fucking do. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe government needs to create a law against uh if you're trying to develop a cult. Uh, even I don't agree. Not, I even don't though it's agree. not currently illegal, freedom well, of religion,
0: we're... brother, and that includes stupid religions,
1: right? right right, like i said i'm really bullshitting i have not i I know there's some topics that just come across my like you know the the, like the news topics and i'm like i'm more interested in the in the government topics and the money topics like that only only 10
0: to fifteen thousand people are going to listen to this don't worry about it it's just between you (laughs) and i you'll be okay right Uh, i I, honestly i agree with your assessment and uh, i think that you know if you're a woman that gets offended by this don't date Chris D'Elia, and don't date people like him. And I'm going to say it like I'm Chris
1: D'Elia because yeah. I'm inspired by his, right. his rhetoric. Anyways, man, go ahead and tell people where it's they can call it. It's really got to be a problem. If you're a dude like it, I, I even look at Harvey Weinstein to me, I'm like, this has to be like a little bit of a chicken and egg thing where I'm sure that earlier in his career, some women threw it at him for parts. And I bet mm. enough women started doing that, that it became very normalized to him and that that, that's like a weird thing in life where it's like, you can hang out with certain people that something's really normal and it's completely not normal for someone else. But like, you know what I mean? You, you got used to a certain thing and like, you know what I mean? So I've, I've not experienced a level of flame anywhere near what Chris has, but I'm sure like you run into the problem where women are throwing at you at you. And so you're just like, in your head playing by new rules and then every once in a while you confront someone who doesn't like those rules and so it, they're like really offended by it but in part it's like how are you supposed to know so really like the only guiding light you kind of have that we all stand by is the consent thing you know what i mean everything sure. else is like weird proclivities proclivities i don't know right. i really yeah. don't know i don't know why i'm even talking about this <laughs> Well, uh,
0: to take the heat off of
1: you. Kids rate more. That's that's my real stance. I just (laughs) want to make sure that I've made it clear. He i don't want to come it. off I'm, I'm 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 anti-pedophile so i want to make sure i was clear <laughs> about that but if uh yeah don't 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 be creeps towards women you know just yeah, jerk I, off at home or i stand well, by that I, I actually i was talking about this on run your mouth today and yeah. i know you're trying to stop the show but um <laughs> no,
0: it's just because i gotta go do another stream but go ahead. oh
1: really i was writing yeah. about this on run your mouth but um i feel uh very vindicated because they found out that i uh, um uh getting semen out of your body is better for your prostate especially in your teenage years they Mm -hmm. think uh 21 is the number per month Mm -hmm. um so honestly i I like to stay out of trouble so my recommendation is uh eat donuts and jerk off more and then (laughs) you won't you won't you won't be urged to start cults you won't even be that ambitious you won't go out and start trouble for other people so if you want to know the rob bernstein code of ethics it's um find something you love and you want to work on and if you can't get stage time Stay home, jerk off, and eat donuts. So leave money. <laughs> you won't get into trouble.
0: That's a beautiful compromise position. And, and I'll add, I think that uh, Chris Leah probably does the same thing a ton of high-level comics and famous people do. And he's just the one that got busted for whatever reason. Uh, let me also add, I went to the comedy store in L.A. And I had a girlfriend at the time. And I went to the bathroom. And this motherfucker, Neil Brennan, walked up to her while I was in the bathroom said, hey, do you follow me on Twitter? This girl was really hot. And and she goes, yeah, I do. And he goes, oh, what's your handle? I'll follow you back. And then that night, homeboy, like, she shows me because she's like, I don't know why the fuck he has to follow me on Twitter, but check this out. And he's DMing her that night, you know, saying, like, you still in L.A.? Like, let's meet up. And I was like, dog. And he saw me sitting with her, too. So, like, there's just fucking scandalous scumbag dudes, you know? It there is what it go. is. It is what there it you is. How do, you,
1: how do people follow you, Robbie? Uh Robbie the Fire on Twitter, also on Instagram, all one word on YouTube. You got the run your mouth podcast out about three days a week. And then uh go check out the end of your recap.
0: Boom. All right, folks. If you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Pick up a shirt over at toploves.com. Right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode with the great Robbie the Fire. Make sure you guys go follow him. He's a legend. Uh obviously, he's the co host of part of the problem. I had on Dave just a week ago. So I'm just doing I'm doing the whole circuit here, folks. Uh, if you enjoy these interviews, if you want to uh, see more of them, it is very tough to manage the the turnover from advertisers, and I would greatly appreciate it if I could get off that that uh, that wheel at some point. And the easiest way to do it is kind of the uh, the value for value model popularized by the great Adam Curry of the No Agenda podcast. I am trying to make it so that this is a self sustaining vehicle that I can put way more capital into marketing i would like to eventually have a permanent studio where i fly in guests you know the whole nine uh but we are a ways off from that but the the growth trajectory honestly like a year from now that could be feasible so if you want to see that if you want to see a tim pool with a hardcore libertarian bent uh, that is my vision at some point in the future and you can help me in that process by going to libertylockdown.locals.com and uh, sign up to become a supporting member over there you can ask uh, questions that i sometimes ask the guests you can do the monthly ama where you come in on stream with me and talk about whatever you like they're both a lot of fun and uh doesn't cost a lot of money like i think the lowest buy-in is a couple bucks a month or five bucks a month um and yeah it helps uh we get over 10,000 listeners if a thousand of you were to do that we would be smooth sailing so libertylockdown.locals.com and if you don't want to just throw me money you can also pick up one of these killer new Top of shirts the link will be in the description below ESG Evil Socialist Garbage yeah that's pretty accurate thank you guys for tuning in I've got an incredible lineup coming over the next uh, four days and uh, stay tuned by the way I am still stuck relegated to, to Rumble only um, if you're trying to watch these that's where I'm at you can search for Clint Russell or Liberty Lockdown, you'll find it. And uh, I am actually in contact with a human being over at YouTube that is working with me to try and get those strikes lifted. So hoping for good news next week. We'll see. In the meantime, though, got to diversify the platforms. Don't be uh, captured by the YouTube monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Start to use the other platforms that allow uh, that allow us to speak freely. Your uh, your eyeballs make a huge difference because uh, it shows that there's actual market demand for people who want to tell the truth. What a concept. I'll see you soon. We're out.
1: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Pissed on your barcode. Your Liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?